Hi, this is Luigi Subtil. I play Sean Archer uh, on Chicago Med, and you're listening to Men and Family Chats. Hey guys, welcome back to FFC. I'm Maureen. I'm Jeanette. And today we are bringing you another Chicago episode, starting off with Med, and these were some intense episodes this week. I'm not usually, I don't usually cry on more than one Chicago show at a time per week. Yeah, I did on both of them. Like the first, (laughs) not on PD, but I cried last week on PD. So we're good there, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. This was a hard, these were hard. This was a hard week for the Chicago world. I was not a huge fan. But last week we talked about how vital the housekeeping department was at the hospital and i'm glad that they dug into the importance of it because i think that people forget they're like mm-hmm. oh they're just cleaners they just clean well what what happens when they don't clean though well you get bed bugs is what happens apparently. yeah you do <laughs> that man was so angry and i don't blame you i would be so angry too mm-hmm if it was like i mean you know it's one thing but like this was clear negligence on the hospital's part so I, I would be just as mad as him. Yeah. And it's hard because you know that the doctors and the nurses are all working their cases and working their patients. It's not like they're sitting down in a back room having beers and relaxing. <laughs> like they're all working. But still, you need to like, if you walk into a room, hey, it's overflowing. Hey, get in here and come do this. So, I mean, it just, and especially right. to us average Joes who don't work in a hospital, we don't know the system or the routine. All we're going to see is um, you couldn't tell somebody that's overflowing. You you couldn't say something to somebody. Yeah. Yeah. Those workers, I, I, though. Oh, my gosh. I wanted to, like, I've managed a hotel before, and I've yeah. had employees like this who have just wanted to kick in the face. That one awful. worker was so irritating. What do you say? I think so. Like, no, you need to know so. Like, this isn't like an I think so situation. Imagine <laughs> the fluids that are in, like, an oh. ER like. That's, no, that needs to be cleaned so well. My, one of my favorite things was though, poor Doris. I felt really bad that she got like pulled. <laughs> but one of my favorite things is when Will and Doctor Song, yeah, was talking to her, and they started talking about um the plague, and she was like, "The plague, <laughs> like, whoa, people!" Like, it, of course, it you know, thankfully it wasn't. But I mean, just look at her face when they missed that word. I feel like that would be me too. Like, well, let's back up here and let's discuss. <laughs> i don't know that that made me laugh quite a bit i like how they were trying to keep it from her at first and then all of a sudden they're like whoa we gotta let loose and then they like what happened to keeping it a secret until you knew guys why are you just blurting it out yeah you just throw out the word plague like it's nobody's i mean yeah you should be sure i i did laugh because dr song said they're going through the list of things and will's like "Uh uh uh-huh 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 and she got to plague he's like bubonic plague and she said it's the least likely of these. And that's the one they ran with. Like, Okay. So you just jumped to worst case scenario. <laughs> that's the one that maybe that was like one they could easily test. Well, I don't know. Maybe that's one. Like if, if a play was even an option, I feel like I'm going to be like, okay, we're going to have to at least test for this. Let's just go ahead and get that ruled out so that we can move on. I do want to say. I was feeling Will, and her name is Grace, by the way. I looked this up, found it out. Okay. Um, Dr. Song. I'm oh, pretty sure it's okay. Okay. I'm, I saw it a little more this week than last week. So, well, last I'm not week saying, she was with Crockett. Well, I guess um, 
the last Week time before. she was um I'm not sold but there was like a cute little there was a couple cute little like smiles and like just soft there was a little softness there and I was like okay maybe maybe you know what we'll changed see. right I know what changed I didn't know if we were ready to this <laughs> I'm gonna we I mean I blame Luigi okay um which for any of you listening if you have not seen our we did an interview with Luigi Sotil, is that correct, mm-hmm. Maureen? Is that okay? It is. I uh, had perfect pronunciation, just want to say that. You did, you did. Um, he was wonderful. He plays Sean Archer. He was um, so good. I love talking with him. And so go check that out if you haven't yet, because it was a great interview. But he put a random little idea in our head. He didn't say it was happening. He didn't say, mm-hmm. like, if Sean and Hannah are getting together. But it was just this little, like, thing that just enough to put it in my head that it's a possibility and so now i'm totally team sean and hannah um so that's what now i've got to find will someone else i guess that's what happened <laughs> see maureen was looking at it unbiasedly before of oh no there's some chemistry between will and dr song and jo- uh, jeanette was looking at it biasedly was like no no he's with hannah he's gonna be for hannah yeah but once you take hannah out of the equation it was it became oh yeah i do see some chemistry so Maybe. what what am i looking for here what are you looking Maureen for? Maureen was. Oh, good God. I mean, I, we they're not together, so I'm not giving you a Maureen was right. It, when it happens and they're beautiful, I will give that to you. But Maureen just said they had chemistry. But see, I don't even know about that yet. I'm saying this episode, they I felt a little more. Because the episode that you said it on, they were button heads like crazy. And I felt zero chemistry. So let's let's just let's see what happens. <laughs> In a perfect world, I still want Will and Hannah. Mm-hmm. but if i can't have that it'd be a nice we'll filler see. yeah i like sean a lot so i'm okay with that too yeah i honestly don't have a horse in this race like i i don't know anybody who i want will with exactly i just like seeing will natalie but you know no ships it, i hated so. that relationship because i, I hated it. natalie well <laughs> i did not like Natalie. i know i was one of the few but i did not like natalie no you're in the majority i think i think i'm well, i really of our, at least of our podcasting people, people are not fans of Natalie. It's just me. Just so self-righteous. I didn't like it. <laughs> I love her. <laughs> the other thing that we see, speaking of, you know, relationships, is Dr. Charles, during this, he was outside with Liliana on the picket lines on his day off. And I, I love that he was out there for it. Because he, he has to walk that line of, I'm going to support this woman that I'm with. But I'm also going to support this place that I work for because I, you know, I, I want it. I want them to do right. And Sharon was so <laughs> flabbergasted that he was there. But I love how they handled it, and it was it made me feel better because I last week left a very bad taste in my mouth with them. I was not happy with where they left things last week with them. Yeah, but I mean, it was a it was a sly way to show that this new board member won out because mm-hmm. we see him on the phone and he's clearly on the board now because he's in the hospital part of the board meetings part of these union talks so i yeah. think he's going to become an interest for sharon except for i didn't like him as much this week as i did last week but why what did he do wrong well, i don't know it was i don't know i felt like he wasn't flirty with her but he was in the middle of labor well, disputes i'm worried that he's going to be when it comes down to issues and where Sharon and Jack are butting heads or not agreeing, I don't know. I'm starting to feel like he might be more 
in support of Jack and not, I, I don't know. I don't know. We'll see how it goes. I just, I got a little bit different vibe this week that made me a little more nervous of, of how that's going to, I thought he was in Sharon's corner this week. I I mean, not overtly, but I'm, what can you do? You can't be overt with it. Yeah. That was kind of what I thought. Like I was kind of excited because when she brought that up to him first that, you know, we have to end these disputes. He agreed with her. They had to end it, but you know, he was, his hands (laughs) were tied. And then when she brought him the picture of the bed bugs that, and I do think Will deserves the credit for almost single-handedly ending the labor dispute and bringing the housekeepers back on. Give Will all the credit. That needed to be said out loud that Will deserves that credit. But he was immediately like, okay, we got, we're going to end this right now. We got to, we got to do it right now. So I think he listens to her because he respects her. So I think that'll come into play. I mean, you show bed bugs though. And like, what other options do you have at that point? Because I feel like he even tried to like come back and she's like, so what, what about lawsuits? Like, are we going to like have money Mm -hmm. for that? So I think his hands were tied there. So jury's out. For me, for him. but we need to remember he's not the head of the board. He is one of other board members. So I think what he gave her was the best that he could give her in that yeah. scenario. Yeah. I think he wanted to give her more. He just he's won. We'll see. I'm just I'm <laughs> super always super cautious of new people. Okay, so we just gotta we gotta see what happens. I don't know well, yet. The great thing about this whole this well not the only great thing but one of the great things for me was that after the dispute was said and done we got to hear Liliana called Doctor Charles her boyfriend. How cute that was, was that? So sweet. I absolutely loved that. The look on his face was like I am. I know. So cute. I've never had this urge before, but I almost wanted to pinch Doctor Charles's cheeks. Yeah, like I feel like that's not something you do with Oliver Platt, but that's what I wanted to do. And I love that because that is an adult relationship. Like, I don't know about you, but like when we see shows with like young kids and stuff and it's like this, oh, do you want to be my boyfriend? No, that's not how (laughs) we just evolved to the point that you just are boyfriend and girlfriend. And that's an adult relationship. Mm -hmm. And so I just loved how that, I mean, Liliana was just like, yeah, like you're my boyfriend. Like, we don't, it wasn't some big discussion, which would be weird. So it Mm -hmm. was just, this is what it is. And I loved it. And you could tell that he was a little fearful of it because obviously last week he's a therapist. He he is trained in understanding people's moods and their expressions and things like that. He understood yeah. there was some tension after last week. So I think that him spending the whole day with this case that he had in the hospital, I think he was genuinely worried that he affected his relationship with her again. So to hear her say that to him and the mm-hmm. joy that was clearly expressed on his face, was just, it was so worth it because- yeah. What was Dr. Charles going to do? He can't, but it also shows something Liliana because Dr. Charles, it was his day off, but he had to go see this patient of his. He felt a moral obligation at, to this guy that he had been treating and Liliana didn't hold it against him, even though it meant leaving the picket line. So I it's assessing about her understanding. Yeah. I love that. Cause I mean, he's the doctor. This is something that, I mean, doctors, I mean, this is their career. They, they're not going to have a nine to five job, like ever, yeah. like. Sometimes things are going to, you're going to be taken away from your free time and your loved ones because of it, you know, um, a patient. And that's, that's the kind of doctor you want. So I was proud of her for like handling that the way that she did. Definitely. Absolutely. And she was so sweet. Like, of course I want you around my friends too. Yes. But this patient case was disturbing. Like I wasn't sure where they were going. I did not expect him to say I'm dead. 
but I don't know where I thought they were going to go with it, but that wasn't, that wasn't where I thought they were going. Yeah. This patient, I clearly, he had a psychological issue because he wasn't eating or drinking and he wouldn't let anyone touch him. I thought maybe he had been abused because yeah. when people would touch him, he would freak out. Well, he's been on there before. Did you remember him? Vaguely. He looked familiar to me, but I couldn't place him. Yeah, he was on there before. Um, I can't remember exactly what brought him in last time, but that's when they, they diagnosed him with the schizophrenia or whatever. So he was there before. Um, so that was, I like when they bring characters back like that, like ones that we like already feel something for. Um, but yeah, the, the I'm dead, that was definitely a new symptom. And that was something like, I was like, what do you mean? <laughs> I, I love psychiatrists because I love mm-hmm. how like, they could just roll with it well what does that feel like mm-hmm. i would be looking at you kind of like hannah was looking at him like what <laughs> like oh like you're not trained to like be able to talk to them about these things that are crazy because i mean you know it's not it's it's what they're feeling and that's part of their condition and but i just i really i really liked it but it seemed you know i mean dr charles had to come help because dr Quavis yeah. wasn't getting there. this kid blamed her Mm-hmm. He saw her first person to put him on medication and all of that. And so she, I don't think she was going to be able to get anywhere no. without Charles's help. No. And Dr. Charles, the way he, uh, I was, I was impressed with how he led into it. Kind of what exactly you're saying, because he said, no, no, I, how, how do we, how do we deal with your death? Mm-hmm. And I think Dr. Cuevas was trying to do the same thing, but we need to remember she's not, she's not full fledged on Dr. Charles's level yet. She's still his resident right uh i think she's a fellow so she's fellow. One step- yeah still so she's still not up to that level there's and it shows you that in psychiatry there's and this is why i'm so interested in those psychological shows and that's why my husband's creeped out by the amount of like murder documentaries i watch but it's the psychology behind this like why are people doing this why are these decisions being made what made you take these steps but that's the interesting thing is that you are, it's a constantly evolving field and you have to constantly learn from the people who have been in it longer. And Dr. Charles has been in this for a long time. Absolutely. He's dealt with it himself. So watching, she tried to validate him. Yeah. And of course, I, I mean, part of it was that he blamed her, but the other part was, I don't think she validated him as directly as Dr. Charles did. It was more, yeah. okay, I hear you. Okay, so tell me what that's like. But Dr. Charles is like, oh, no, no, I'm with you. You're dead. Okay, so. Yeah. How do we, so it was just, what the did, different yeah. approaches, it was really interesting for me to watch that storyline play out. So I think I was a little more invested in this storyline than the others this week, just for that reason alone. I just oh, found yeah. it very interesting. No, I totally agree. And I found it really interesting too, like what we decided to do as far as to help him because when he first said he's not going to take medication and even dr charles is like he's 18 he can refuse this medicine i was getting stressed like i mean imagine being a parent and you're like what do you mean like so we're going to do nothing but it was like the electroshock therapy like i've only seen this like in other movies and shows and like it's something like i mean i kept thinking about poor lydia on teen wolf is what pops in my head every time of like at the ike house you know like that was traumatic so like the idea that this could really help him was really interesting to me and it, i mean it did like he or it appears to have helped him anyways i mean we don't know long term you know what it, the effects will be but for now he at least feels different he's not hearing his voices anymore plus 
did you the way like i i did get a little emotional in med not just for what comes what we're going to discuss later but even in this part when his mom started crying the kudos to the actor because the look on his face was like he saw his mom for the first time and when he reacted his mom started to cry harder because i don't think he's been dead so Mm -hmm. he hasn't been reacting to any kind of outside stimuli nothing affected him but his mom was crying and he showed genuine concern for her tears and he even reached out and touched her and if you remember mm-hmm. when he first didn't want anyone to touch him at all so the fact yeah. that he grabbed her hand like that i mean it's he obviously is different like i said i mean i don't know enough to know if that lasts or if this is just a treatment you have to have period like i don't know how that works but mm-hmm. for now they've got a little bit of their son back which i think is can you, you know? imagine as a parent what that felt like for her in that moment? Yeah. Uh, I, I can't guess. imagine. Like, it's one thing for your child to have, like, an illness that, that you can treat, that mm-hmm. you can, like, fix. But, like, when there's something really wrong with your child, whether it be physical, mental, whatever it is, and you don't know how to fix it, mm-hmm. I mean, that would be the worst feeling in the world, I think. Absolutely. Absolutely. That was That was a really emotional thing. My only... My only question in this whole case is why isn't OB performing electrotherapy? <laughs> I thought that too. When she just walked in to treat him, I thought the same thing. I'm like, like, I understand that like when needed, and maybe that's just what it is, maybe because they're so shorthanded. I mean, all the nurses are having to clean up. I mean, I don't know what's going on. Like Weird. I understand as an ED doctor, I think you have to be able to do all fields for the most part. Because I mean, I remember like when we've had our pediatricians in there they've also treated so i mean i get it but it was very it was strange for me that i'm like there's nobody else like where's all these new doctors we've introduced where's zach where's um the one that's friends with gallo that i don't even remember his name anymore justin i think like where are these other doctors the one that went rock climbing with hannah oh oh yeah dr liu or whatever it is yeah i mean like there's other doctors so like where are they (laughs) They just got the day off, I guess. I don't know. It, I admit that I thought about it too. Even Dr. Cuevas. Yeah. I mean, that's her and Dr. Charles's patient. Dr. Charles was in the room doing nothing but counting down. <laughs> yeah. So, I, wow. I, I was so confused by like what you you look at ladies' parts. What what are you doing putting electrodes on somebody's head? <laughs> like why is this happening? <laughs> I don't know. I agree. I thought it was weird. Like, I'm not saying, I mean, I'm sure she's qualified, but like, where was Dr. Cuevas? Wouldn't she have been the smarter option? Like, I mean, let's hope she's qualified. <laughs> Otherwise, that's another problem. Well, I guess she's got Dr. Charles. So I don't know. It was very strange. I admit. I, admit. I, I but, did like the follow through, though, because when he, after he had it, there was red circles on his forehead. Mm-hmm. So that was a nice touch that they didn't forget to add that in there because a lot of times they obviously didn't show us that for. The very reasons that Eichenhaus has become traumatic for a lot of viewers who have watched that. No one wants to see that happen. <laughs> so holes in her head. Yeah. No. So they didn't show it, thankfully, because I was when they were counting down, I was like, no, 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 no. I don't I don't want to see this. I don't want to see this. And so I'm glad they didn't. Yeah. But they followed through and they put the red circles on his forehead. So I thought that that was good job. Nice consistency on on that part. I thought that was well done. Yeah. And I mean, even though this this episode is heavily relationship focused, one that's begun to really grate on all of us, I'm saying all of us because it's grating on me a lot. So I'm just going to lump you all in with me is Crockett and 2.0. 
even just Crockett in general lately has just become so like, who are you? Like, you're not this maverick. You're not this confident guy that we fell in love with who will do, who's willing to risk things for the state, for the betterment of his patients. He's just so dependent on this stupid 2.0. When I agree. And I mean, there's so many things that I think that they're doing a disservice to Crockett with his different storylines. Like, one, I think one of the reasons we see him so robotic and just whatever is he's all, he's always alone. Like, he's never involved in storylines. Like, Maggie, we've had him around a couple of times. But, like, he's never immersed really much with the other doctors like he used mm-hmm. to be. I mean, back when we think back to call, uh, Dr. Rhodes, like, I mean, the surgeons were more immersed into, like, the storylines, like, with the other doctors. He's almost isolated now. Yeah. Which I don't care for. And like I had to remind you all, like this case where he he got so involved about this this young girl and wanting to call DCFS, I in my opinion, it's directly related to the fact that he has lost a child himself. So he's hit but yeah. why I totally we, forgot that. Totally forgot. And I bet a lot of people did too. So like why couldn't we just mention that? Because I feel like that makes it a little more understanding as to why he jumped there because i think he is really sensitive when it comes to cases about children mm-hmm. so i don't know why we can because because this just seems so like this made him my, seem incredibly judgmental yeah it, i laughed a little bit in my head though because i always hated natalie and crockett together because we know you know it was manstead all the way but then i was like maybe natalie was his perfect match because this is exactly how she would have reacted as well <laughs> see i i didn't like natalie but i didn't mind her and crockett together but I also didn't start liking Crockett either. I started not liking Crockett. Say, well, I mean, saying, but mine was because of, you know, <laughs> I, I really do love Crockett. And I don't, mm-hmm. like, I think 2.0 is a great tool to have, but I don't know why it's, it's like, it's legit. Like it needs to be paid a salary. It's mm-hmm. names and credits. It's its own character anymore. Yeah. And I'm kind of over it. And crockett is so dependent on it like when he the other thing that bugged me about him this week too is that when she came in and that other doctor first of all i wanted to mention this before i forget what were they trying to do with that doctor maggie there i did not appreciate that (laughs) i just got back with ben if you if you screw this up yeah i know i had a weird like when he they first there was definitely like a weird chemistry because i was yeah there was what are we doing but we know i've been mad at ben even though i just forgave him <laughs> last. um but i was thinking well this doctor's cute and like i like him you know can we get him a job but we've got enough i think new doctors at chicago med not that we need another one but it was i think weird to introduce this doctor when he didn't really serve a purpose mm-hmm. at all like why, like why couldn't it just be the parent that came in like unless we really will he really will be joining the cast at some point because otherwise it seems odd. Like, I'm not Stop sure. Stop introducing what... doctors unless you're going to play them out on the show. There's yeah. been so many characters that they made us feel like we're going to be a part of the show. And we started talking about them and then they just disappeared without any explanation. We can't even remember their names, like when they come back. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I agree. I agree. I don't know. But this, this case, when he brought this girl in there and crockett was horrified at the injury and then he was like well how did this happen what happened and then he almost became more concerned with the why this happened than that it happened like dude do you see her leg 
The why is probably not very important at this very second. You should probably get more focused on the situation at hand that you have to intervene on and you have to fix. And I I just, I was frustrated. Accidents happen with kids. Like, I mean, even not even talking about like just being on a farm or things like anything can happen. Like my kid had to get, I mean, we ended up doing glue to have to be staples, but I mean, her head got cut open because she was on a trampoline with other kids and they had a snow mm-hmm. shovel, a snow shovel to the head. Like, <laughs> I mean, yeah. Sorry, this, this is not funny. It sounds so bad. <laughs> they were, they were scooping leaves off the trampoline with the snow shovel. And I guess the, when they went to toss it, she happened to be behind him and she took a snow shovel to the head. And so we had to go to the ER, like. I, was I responsible? I mean, it wasn't even at my house. Were those parents responsible? No, like the kids were just being kids and an accident happened. Mm-hmm. That's what it is. Like, I don't, it was, it was weird that he jumped, but I think it's because, and if you think about anytime he deals with a case that has a child, he tends to get even more involved and more like, I don't know. He, he, he tends to stress more about it than he does his other cases. And I really do think that has to do with his child that died from cancer, but we don't talk about that. Mm-mm. And that would have been helpful in this episode because I, I wouldn't have been so angry at him yeah. and frustrated with him. Had I remembered, Oh yeah, this explains it. Yeah. But they don't do that. I don't understand that. Like, why didn't he just, you could just have him like mention like one little sentence to Maggie, like, you know, when they were talking there at the end, like, you know, Sorry, I did that. I mean, I know he said he was. They were gonna. He was gonna do better, and he mm-hmm. he did not say he was gonna do better. He said we will do better, and I immediately was like, Ah, uh, what do you mean we? You were the only one who called DCFS, DCFS, dude. Maybe Nobody else talking, involved in that. Maybe he's talking about two point I said it's its own character. Maybe he's talking. About- <laughs> he and two point are one. <laughs> I, I mean, I think they might be. I don't know. The fact that he called DCFS over this, I mean. I understand, like I said, I understand more now because of the his child. But to not listen to anybody else who has superior knowledge on this case was negligent. Yeah. And the other thing we've seen 2.0 screw up twice in a week was yeah. last week, obviously, when it was like, what, what was it? The Was it the, um, what, what did it screw up on last week? It was with the leg or something, a uh, wire. I don't remember now. Like it's been the week, like from you know what? Like I, I can't remember what happened last week. Well, two point oh, it was with Doctor Song. It was the episode of Doctor Song, because I remember Crockett saying, "Well, what do I do now?" And she basically said, "Trust your instincts." So, two point oh failed then, and this time, two point oh said, "You know, there's only a seven percent chance that blood flow will return." But why? If Crockett wasn't relying so heavily on two point oh, I feel like he would have understood. And remembered maybe it's the shock of the cyst to her system that is causing it to be this way let's give it a few minutes before i make the decision to cut off this little girl's leg yeah and then he realized like 2.0 didn't update him when the blood flow right. returned so yeah i'm ready for the storyline to be done i don't yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm sick of 2.0 it's changing oh. our characters that we love it's altering who they are and i just i don't i don't want it anymore no, I agree. I agree because I mean, like, I don't want to not like Crockett. I mean, honestly, like, I love Crockett. The only reason that I'm not mad about this, not super mad about this DCFS thing, is because it was Crockett and because I love him. Like, but like, it's gonna start 
to like wear me down if mm-hmm. we keep issues. So I'm kind of over it. I don't, 2.0 doesn't have to go away forever, but do we no. have to use it every week? Yeah, let's let the doctors be doctors and go to that as a resource, not the only answer. Yeah. Which is what it was designed to do. Yeah, I agree. And, you know, we, we talked about the relationships in the episodes this week. Our favorite relationship this week had to be the archers, obviously. And only partially because we love Steven Weber. And we now love <laughs> Luigi Satil even more than we did before. <laughs> yes, I love him so much. Um, this was so, like, I was actually a little mad at Dean at first. Mm-hmm. When he comes to you know he's on the step to make amends and you know he's trying to apologize for things and like i get it because i mean dean strike me as the kind of guy who wants to sit and talk about feelings and and things like that like i I get it okay but like your son is there reaching out to you like he needs this like Mm -hmm. if you don't need it that's fine but he needs this yeah and so when he kind of like blew him off i was just like oh man why do you gotta do that but then when he came back and he went to see him at his place, I mean, I, I cried like actual mm-hmm. cry. Oh, like I'm not a crier like that often. Like <laughs> I, I cried. It was so beautiful on both their parts and so well acted. I honestly believe yeah. this was like a conversation between a father and a son. Absolutely. It was wild. I mean, speaking of well acted, what I really appreciated in Luigi when, I mean, Sean, <laughs> <laughs> She's, this happened when we interviewed uh tasso feldman he was he was no longer irving either he became tasso like dang it but when dean looked at him and said you don't have to do this and sean stopped what he was doing and made eye contact and had that awkward silent pause and said mm-hmm. yes i do he does and then he made sure to hold that contact and then went into it i thought that was such a poignant moment and i i like it put me in there and I became way more invested than I was before because of that, because of, I mean, Sean could have gotten angry at Dean. He could have been like, he's just walking away again, but he didn't, he was still that high. I mean, Luigi did say that he can't humility is one thing about this character that he carries through. Yeah. And you could see that in here because when Dean came back, he wasn't angry at him. He wasn't, Mm -hmm. he didn't want to punish him. He let him in. And that just, Oh my gosh, when Dean kept saying I wasn't there and he said it, oh, he said it like four times. It just, oh my yeah. goodness. <laughs> that was a lot. Yeah. yeah, it was. They Now that we've like talked about mom, now I'm kind of interested in like, you think we'll meet her at some I point? I think coming. I would love to see, and I mean, I'm not saying like her and Dean, but just as a family, I would love to see them somehow be able to like rekindle something and, and heal whatever it was that was broken. Absolutely. And I think that would help Sean too. Yeah, I agree. I'd like to see that. So, And part of the reason that I think Dean was (laughs) spurred on to go back to Sean and make this admission was because of that patient he had who like, I don't, I don't understand this behavior, but she was eating her daughter's hair. She lost it. I can sympathize with the pain of, of it. Like when I lost my hair, like we shaved my head. Before yeah. I started chemo, because I was like, I'm going to have control over this. You don't really have control over it. You can tell yourself that all you want. But when I finally 
my hair started to grow back, but then I lost it in huge clumps. It, it was a very, very dip, surprisingly difficult to go through yeah. that. So I can only imagine what this mother felt like when my mom saw me the fir- for the first time bald, she just sobbed. So I, yeah. I get it from that standpoint, but I felt so awful for this woman who clearly didn't have an outlet and was clearly trying to be the, no, everything's great. We're going to handle this kind of mom to her daughter. She didn't want her daughter to know anything at all was wrong. Yeah. And it's so hard. Yeah. That was, I think I've seen this like store, this not about like the daughter having cancer, but about people eating their own, like eating hair on the other mm-hmm. medical shows. It's always like, but like I, I, like you said, I still really sympathize with whatever you're feeling that made you want to do that. Mm-hmm. I think it's, I, I wish we hadn't done that storyline. I'm not, wasn't really here for it. Like it was gross. We just <laughs> different. Um, yeah, I, I agree. But, you know, it's obviously a real condition because mm-hmm. like I've said, I've seen it on plenty of medical shows. And so yeah. I fully really feel for anyone who has that kind of condition because that's crazy to me. Um, <laughs> But no, that was, it was hard. And I mean, you're absolutely right. I mean, that's what led Dean to being able to go back to Sean and, and have this hard conversation with him. And I'm so glad that they have, because I think it's going to put them in such a better place going forward. Absolutely. And it made Dean realize that he cannot run from these things because it's going to end up with him metaphorically eating somebody's hair. <laughs> like that's, yeah. Yeah. It's going to damage him and it's going to damage his son. Because Absolutely. her daughter, when she found out about that, probably wasn't going to feel great. No, you would feel, I mean, I can't, I don't know. I can't You'd imagine. responsible. You would. You would. So I think that was, it was a gross storyline. Mm-hmm. I, I do understand that people genuinely struggle with this and it makes me sad that they struggle with this. Yeah. But really the end result was what I cared about. Yes. Same. And we do see more of Dean in the preview for next week. Mm-hmm. And I have to say that that preview is my worst nightmare. <laughs> Every time a... I'm in an MRI machine. Okay. Cause I wasn't completely, like I watched it. I think I watched it pretty quickly, but I was like, wait a minute. What, what happened? So like, so he was in an MRI machine. And it got... looked like his necklace was stuck to the top of the machine. They tell you to the take knife off. was at his neck. <laughs> you gotta take that off, man. Like, oh my Every time I'm in an MRI machine, like I start to think, what what metal did I leave on my body? Is there some of my, because when they ask that question, are there any in your clothing? Like what? There could be metal in my clothing? I don't know. What if there's metal in my clothing? What if there's something in there? And I just have like this internal panic every time I'm in there. Like the outside of me, you can't tell. It just looks chill. But See, inside think- my head, it's like a constant stream of absolute panic. <laughs> I only had one and I remember I specifically, I wore leggings and just a t-shirt because I was like, <laughs> people had me this and i was like i'm not gonna have any chances of there being anything metal on my clothing we are just wearing whatever like we're cotton nothing but cotton okay (laughs) when i when i went in for my kidney surgery there was a um, it was in florida and i had to get a ct which is a little different than an mri it's still like the big round thing that you have to go through and when i walked in the room there was blood spatter on it like what what was that from what what is that from they're like oh don't worry it's old that doesn't matter what is that from (laughs) when they were in it oh no yeah that was 
it's terrible. So now that's, and then this just confirmed, oh yeah, maybe this stuff does happen. Maybe that, uh, maybe that CT scan, that's what he was getting, the CT, and he forgot to take off his necklace. Part of it is, I'm sorry, technician, did you not see the necklace on his neck? Yeah. Yes, he could have had it inside his shirt, but it's kind of your job to do a (laughs) once-over. Yeah. At least say, hey, you wearing any jewelry today? Like, Mm -hmm. yeah. Maybe he wanted to see if it was actually true. Maybe. I'm here for it, though, because, like, I don't know, these weird storylines like that where something crazy is happening, I, I love it. So. It just makes me more scared for the next time I have to go, because I have to go to those machines frequently. <laughs> it just makes me more scared. <laughs> but Station 51 is going to be on there, it looks like, because mm-hmm. Cruz was there. So I think it's I think it'll be exciting, because anytime there's a crossover, I mean, we're here for crossovers. Yes. And with Always. that note, we can... Uh, jump into fire i was expecting you to jump you didn't jump (laughs) i don't think i'm gonna do anything (laughs) i'm afraid i'll knock my phone over here so all right now to start this episode we are just gonna rip the band-aid off because we don't want to have this like sitting here as if there's like a sword over our necks through what we discuss this entire episode we're just gonna dig right into the hardest aspect of the show and that's the hermans just gonna rip this band-aid off and we're gonna reapply it real fast yeah because it this was this was really hard even for me like i mean we're gonna make this short and sweet i mean obviously herman's having a hard time this week and Mm -hmm. that killed me to watch him struggling the way that he is and and his kids too too i mean even you know annabelle and and the boys which one what was it luke that i get i'm confused or no i think it was max that was kind of he was almost a little snappy at everybody mm-hmm. and you know they're all just they're struggling with so much and cindy my god this was awful um but kudos to the makeup and costume department because i honestly believed the woman had been going through chemo mm-hmm I mean, it, it looked very real to me, um, but that was not really something I actually wanted to see. Like, could we <laughs> off? You know, we could have just had Herman talking about the struggles. Oh, I think we needed to I, see it. I didn't want to see it. I didn't <laughs> want to see it, and I any more of it. Like, I'm I'm kind of done with it. Um, Ooh, I don't I, think that's going to happen. Chemo takes a long time. <laughs> I know, but it can't happen off screen because I'm. <laughs> I don't. I mean. I don't know. I don't want to see any more of it. This was a lot. I don't know. I can Um, say that was a hundred percent authentic display of what happens during chemo. And I mean, just what I appreciated about this week is that when you're going through chemo, you forget how hard it is for the people around you. And watching how what it did to all the kids, and they all tried to act like everything was fine because they didn't want to. It's like that concept of when you say to someone, oh, I have a really bad headache today. I don't feel good. And then someone's like, well, I can't say what my little thing is because yours is worse than me, whatever. And so you could tell it's kind of what the kids and Herman were doing. Yeah. Can't say how bad it is because look how bad your mom has it. So it's got to be good for you. It's got to be okay for you. Yeah. And the stress that that puts on everybody is very real. Like I remember when I would come home from chemo and I couldn't move and I was my very first one was very difficult. But even beyond that, I have pictures that my husband had taken of my little girl coming up on my lap and just holding me while I sat there and cried. And it was just, 
you forget how hard it is on them. And I, so I think that's, I think that was the purpose of seeing Cindy in that state was we had to understand why they were all trying to pretend like everything was okay and why they were working so hard because she played it a hundred percent to the letter. Exactly how chemo is like, exactly. It's that, it's that freaking miserable. And I think the hardest, the best part for me was seeing Herman have that outlet in Ritter. Mm-hmm. Where he allowed, I mean, he, I don't think Carmen could have stopped sobbing if he wanted to, but that he allowed, and I think Ritter was waiting for it. I think Ritter was kind of watching, for, and it's just one of the reasons we love Ritter so much. Absolutely, absolutely. I think, I think that why that's why that trio is our favorite friendship because this is just who Ritter is. He's like, yeah, absolutely, and and not just you know he obviously allowed Ritter to kind of heal him. He took that back home and. And talk to the kids and told them it is okay to not be okay here. Like yeah. none of us are right now. And sweet little Kenny. I love that kid. <laughs> oh my gosh. When he was like, I've been, a, you know, I've been letting it out. And like watching them all get to like beat up on this clown. Like it made me, I was emotional. I was crying about it. I was laughing about it. Like, I don't know. I think it, that part was a really good scene. I just hated all the stuff we had to have yeah. leading up to the scene um i don't know i'm just still gonna stay on the fence that cindy herman is gonna be okay i don't think they're gonna put us through all of this only to lose her oh i don't think they're gonna kill her because no I, I, i'm gonna I be very I, upset if they do wouldn't i don't think i could forgive them for that especially no. if you suffer through the treatment process only for it to be a bad outcome mm-hmm. no they better they better not do that no i i genuinely don't think they will either I don't think so either. But I think I think next week we'll see a different Herman who's yeah. more willing to be like, okay, this sucks. This is hard. Yeah. And we'll see kids who the phone calls to Herman won't be Herman telling them how okay everything is. It'll be them being able to say, hey, dad, I'm struggling. And Herman being able to actually process, okay, we're struggling. Let's fix this. Right. So I think it'll be better from that point on. When we see yeah, I, I don't think there's probably a need to show Cindy struggling anymore, but I think that we did have to see her at one time, especially since the last time we saw her, she, I mean, that first chemo treatment, it tricks you. <laughs> You're like, yeah. No, it's fine. And then you go downhill very quickly. So I think that that's the other reason we had to see that progression. So I think it was as sucky as it was to watch. I think it was necessary. Yeah. But I don't think we'll have to see it again. Hopefully that's done. <laughs> our and entire we can... group was like we were all talking about how hard we sobbed during this episode this was I mean, miserable is what it was i don't i didn't like it at all and it was peppered through so as soon as you get done crying you're yeah. like okay i'm good and then it'd show up again then you'd start crying again like oh yeah no it was awful <laughs> done thank you so this storyline it's so painful to watch and it's so real but we just we just had to we have to discuss it because it was a part of it but we're done now we're not going to dwell here we're going to move on very quickly to a happier storyline um because we do not need to be basket cases on here so we got to see brett today or not today but last week and anytime we see brett is a good time a little she had her and dylan i had to look up his name because i couldn't remember his name Dylan's not it for me. Really? No. Was that I because will... you wanted with Casey, though? I don't know what I want. 
Dylan, like physically, he's very handsome. The magician act gave me the ick, and I can't get rid of it. <laughs> I mean, I did think to myself, okay, he looks better on hockey skates than pulling hat. <laughs> this is true, but there's just some icks you can't get rid of. And for me, it was the ma- it was the magician thing. But Sophie's um, so goofy that the magician thing kind of matches with her personality. She's so goofy and almost innocent. All- where me and Amanda talked about this. I remember this now. Like there was something about him being a magician and the fact that he was like a good magician, which means you spend a lot of time practicing your craft. And so I don't know. It, it's an ick for me. I, I'm not into magicians. So I'm not either. It's ruined it a little bit for me. Like if they hadn't shown his, his magic act, I think I could still be okay, but that's all I can picture now. And it's not it for me. I don't know. <laughs> He wouldn't be it for me, but I do like him for Sylvie because I think his personality and that sort of job matches with who Brett is. But doesn't that make them like too goody two-shoes and boring as a couple? No. I think, I think you just, I think you're, you're <laughs> lying to the toxicity in someone that now there's this assumption that every relationship has to have a toxic partner no. or it's too good. <laughs> I loved her with Matt. I even didn't hate her with Antonio Dawson because it's like they were oh, I didn't good. Like that. They were good men, but with just a touch of edge that didn't make them like boring. If that makes sense. Brett is sweet. Brett is, I mean, she's a lovely person. I I I adore her. Okay. But she is a little bit of, of I, I think she's not an exciting character if that makes sense so I think in her I don't know I just for me it's just not there like I don't really have anybody else that I'm shipping her with unless we're bringing that back but it's just not it's not there for me but I think with those other characters they, they didn't work because I mean they left well, <laughs> because they worked they worked he just is, he had to leave <laughs> I personally think she should have went with him, but that's okay. With Matt? Yes. She, oh, she didn't, did she? I thought she did for a while. No, she just went out to visit him. Yeah. Well, I like her with Dylan. Maybe I'm in the minority there. Because I think a lot of people actually want Matt Casey and Brett to be it. Absolutely. And I don't even know if I want her and Dylan to be endgame. But I think for her to get back into the game, I think she needs... Something that's fun for her. And I think not stressing about the next scary thing or the next... I mean, Dylan has a safe job. She doesn't have to worry yeah. about dying on a job like with Matt and a fire or Antonio on the streets. So she doesn't have to worry. She doesn't have to fear. She can have that ease. I think it's a nice way to break her back in. Even if they don't stay together. I think it's. I think she needs to be dating. I think she needs to like see where things go and see... Who she matches with, especially since she and Matt were so well matched, it didn't pan out. I think she needs to try something different. And I think Dylan is different than what she's tried. Maybe. And we were given a little bit of a regret last week. So we it, it was nice to see her do that, actually, to follow through on the regret. So she's recognizing things in herself and she's following through before herself. There's no one else she's doing this for. Yeah. And she's not know. totally invested either. So that's what makes it a safe re-entry into the dating pool because she's not fully and it's her her when he said what changed she said i decided it was stupid to put limits and we'll just see where this goes and i think that's yeah. the perfect attitude for her to have to get back in the game 
instead of deciding right away, no, I don't want anything or deciding I only want something. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, if she's happy, she's, but I don't know. I'm, I'm not into it. I just see her not date anyone, but you know, that's just. No, she's been, she has been so alone for so long. Then date him off screen. I don't know. I'm about to poll Amanda and Eve and see what they think. But like, I'm not into it. I think she needs this kind. I think she needs something safe and something that's just going to be fun for her. And I think that's all this will end up being just something that's safe and fun. I don't think it's going to be permanent. I think it's just for now a filler. And I think that's, I think that's okay to do. Plus it's a little bit of Evan. Yeah, but Evan was. Mm, I, I'm. I'm gonna pretend those two weren't friends. I don't. I'm telling you, <laughs> ick, and I cannot get over it. I cannot. If seeing him on hockey skates didn't do it, like nothing's gonna do it for me. Oh, I bet if he shaved his head and started murdering people, you might think he's different. No, I don't <laughs> like murder. Um, Rafe Cameron. Well, that's for a later podcast. <laughs> for a different podcast. <laughs> well it was since you don't like that one we'll go into a different one you like because it was actually violet who encouraged her to call dylan in the first place and violet who convinced her he was sincere and violet who the whole while she's struggling with her own feelings with gallo now i know you and i disagreed a little bit on on this last week so how did you feel about them this week um okay so like i said i think i've said last week and before that as long as we aren't jumping full force back into Gallo and Violet together and that there's some sort of real connection because if they get together I I want it to be forever like I really like I I think I want this to be a super serious thing and I I'm I think this week we saw that it will be if if it gets there because you know she was so attentive to him and you know was worried about him when he almost got hurt and I loved seeing Gallo be the one to be like hold on and then even when she threw back and said like if you don't want this he was like no no i do want this but i want to make sure you want this and i think that shows so much growth in his character that he's not willing to just like well let's just see what happens you know like if i just let her he was like i I think he's in love with her Mm -hmm. and he has been i know and so i love gallo so i don't know i'm excited for to see where it goes like I was really impressed with how he put it to her. First of all, I mean, we talked about Ritter earlier. I loved all the times we saw Ritter in the background just just shaking his head at Violet <laughs> fussing over Gallo. Because Ritter was very much aware. And I think he was thinking right, and this is a very rare thing, that he was thinking the same thing Gallo was thinking. Exactly. <laughs> that doesn't happen very often. But how he put it was, I can't imagine how complicated this must be for you. But for me, it's not complicated. For me, it's only you. But I know it's not for you. It's like oh, freaking heart crap. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And see, that's the like this is the kind of guy that I like. Like Gallo is a sweet guy, but like he's like he's still got that rowdy, rough exterior too. Like here and there. I think oh, I don't know. I'm for it now. I'd said no. I don't want them back together, and they've changed my mind this episode. Let's no. do. It. I think that we've always wanted them to be endgame. I think our fear was that they were going to bring them together and then break them up again, like they've done with every other person. 
And yes. we are not, no, <laughs> because that would mean breaking up that trio. Yes. If you can do it. Th- I actually like the way they're doing it now where yeah. Gal is acknowledging, yeah, I feel things for you, but yeah. I'm not going to sacrifice this. So right. we'll get this right. And later on down the road, we will be together. It's what it felt like to me. Yeah. It felt and like so a I- promise of things to come. Yeah. And I, I think I make a prediction that maybe like season end, we'll see them mm-hmm. back together. Yeah. A couple. I can agree with that. I think, I you think it's, they're leading us that way for sure. Cause she's going to need, she's going to need a little while to kind of think this over and figure out where her feelings are exactly. Um, but I think we're going to get there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, what brought this out was seeing him hurt in the same way that Evan was potentially hurt. So obviously when they're in there in that horse i'm like get out of their gallow <laughs> oh go like please i was getting so stressed out i knew they weren't gonna kill him but something about chicago just still makes me stressed out even when i know like everything's <laughs> gonna be okay. because the thing is, you never fully know i know it's always this little evan hawkins in the back of your head where you're like wait wait they wouldn't do that right even but otis that was a surprise like but if yeah i know for those i mean if you know we watched it later so it wasn't but i think for the people watching live it absolutely was and so mm-hmm. yeah you got to be prepared for these things and i know i bring it up every time we talk about a death but al was a surprise like why are you there's no need to kill these people off so we've been burned too many times by this chicago universe by dick oh. wolf himself i'm gonna put the blame right on him he it's takes the fault. things that we love without preparing us for them being taken yeah so of course we're gonna get a little nervous i did i laughed a little bit though when it's like gallow down gallow down and everyone's panicked for a minute and then he just walks out like i got it i'm here i'm good so nothing (laughs) that was clearly just a sound bite that they could put into the preview that i mean yeah they said it in the show but that's really what it was for yes so well, let's let's talk a little bit about that fire that got Gallo hurt. It, it's certainly been a while. This is one thing that I thought was, and it was weird that I had this thought. It was nice to finally see an all-out big blaze where everyone had to be there because I feel like it's been so long since we've seen something like this. Am I right on that? No, I agree. And this goes for all of like our Chicago, all of our fire shows. Like I feel like we're not really fighting fires much anymore. No. And that's like exciting. So no, absolutely. Like I felt the exact same way. I was like, "Ooh, yay!" You know, um, which that, like we talked about. I mean, that was intense. We got worried about Gallo. Um, I don't know that I was super excited about it bringing um her back. I I just don't care for her that much. No, like, and we I'm don't really, need OFI, so we don't need to have a representative of OFI there. And yeah. I mean. If this is who, okay, so now this is Carver's love interest. Why her? Like, I don't really like her that much. So I wasn't mad about that though. <laughs> like, I'm gonna need to see more because I don't, she's just always been so dry for me and like trying to steal Kelly. And I don't know because I mean we know that's what she was doing there for a while. But, which, not that I blame her, okay. <laughs> but I will say it was nice for me because we know my favorite part of all these shows are like the romances. I don't care. I'm here. I'm our resident romantic over here. So seeing that side of Carver was something we had not seen yet. Yeah. Like flirty and his like, I I don't, I enjoyed that side of him a lot. So maybe 
we can maybe it'll grow on me if I get to see more of that from mm-hmm. him with her around. And maybe that will anchor him a little bit more because yeah. we clearly know he can't be with Stella. So and I think the other right. reason they put that in here, most likely because it's the first episode without Taylor Kinney. Right. I think they most likely wrote this in so they can be like, hey, we're not killing Stella and Ke- Stella and Kelly off. I think right. that was a big reason why they put it in there. So even if we don't ever see this relationship touch base again, I think yeah. that was the main purpose of it. But it was, yeah. I think the reason I wasn't mad about it is because it was nice to see Carver focused on someone else other than Stella in that way. Yeah. No, I agree. I agree. Because, you know, we didn't, I mean, we don't want that unless Kelly decides he's not coming back and then y'all can figure it out, do whatever you need to do. Um, <laughs> I mean, because you know you won't leave Stella in the same situation with Brad. I mean, we won't leave her alone if Taylor Kenny decides he's not returning. Yeah. She's our leading lady. He won't do that, I don't think. Yeah, absolutely. So. He did, Carver did too. Like, it's funny because I hope they don't try to replace Kelly with Carver while he's gone because Carver was kind of the one who solved this OFI case. Like, come on. What? <laughs> Why does everyone at 51 have to work for OFI and solve their cases? Can OFI not actually solve any of their own? Exactly. I think, though, a little bit, just because, I mean, like before Kelly left, I mean, we remember seeing he was helping him with something. And I mean, Kelly was almost impressed with like his skill. Like, Mm -hmm. I I feel like Carver is going to be our temporary Severide. And the reason I don't like that is because gallo should be we didn't even focus on the fact that joe cruz is now the standing lieutenant on squad he's not a lieutenant though is the thing that bothers me charge of squad why do we not have a floater in there like taking over like that doesn't make sense unless joe is taking his lieutenant test which cool then i'm perfectly happy with him being the leader of squad but he's not a lieutenant Mm -hmm. so i don't understand and I think that's probably why they didn't discuss it. But I mean, you could clearly hear Joe was the one who was telling squad where to go yeah. and what to do when they got to that fire. So there's things that you can't just breeze over. And I think Gala was the one gunning for squad first and Kelly was helping Gallo try to get to squad. So I would be a little frustrated if Carver was the one who stepped into that role when Gallo's the one we've been building up for it. No, I agree. And I think squad suits car or suits gallo better mm-hmm. than because i mean he is that i mean gallo is our baby severide i think i mean like i i think it suits him much better to to move that direction and the other thing that we that of course joe was involved in i mean they didn't discuss him taking over squad or taking over any of that stuff and they do have to have a lieutenant don't they they have He's, to have a lieutenant on all these trucks yeah right? I, so we didn't discuss that but we did see him fighting with kylie Right? That's her name, Kylie. I always oh, forget her name. Yes. <laughs> Kylie, I was like, yes, girl. You tell them. Like, what do you want? Th- I mean, <laughs> like, if, if they get too much, you send them to me. And she was like, no, I got it. And I was thinking, I bet she does. I bet she does got it. And she handled it. <laughs> I loved every second of that. Those boys shut up real quick when she was like, do we need to time our showers? Do we need to, like, like do all this for coffee? <laughs> Yeah, they were just like, no, never mind. Yeah. <laughs> Even Ritter was getting in on this about his red vines. Go buy your own red vines. <laughs> like, what in the world, people? 
oh man it was wearing me out like these are not a necessity my absolute favorite line from the budget cut debates was when the cable was out and you just <laughs> you just hear cap shout out shout out no oxygen <laughs> what's he watching on oxygen oh my goodness the woman's network is the one that cap wants to watch poor mouse though that was his final straw though mouse said okay but now there's no cable like we got issues <laughs> i did i i like what eve said in our chat she asked if or maybe it was someone else but i thought it was eve who said she wonders if they just let cap what is his name ryan right um, cap no but it is flagerty isn't that his last name randy 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 fluger <laughs> fluger <laughs> he is one of my favorite characters on the show because of these one-liners that he says and these little tidbits he comes out and he said i wonder if sometimes they come out with these situations and just let him loose and let him just choose what he's gonna say because it seems that way sometimes interview him and ask that question that would be so wonderful I just love him in the background. It's great. But then you yeah. see, and one of the reasons that they thought, well, we deserve this because we fight for the community. And they do. They I do work that. hard. And they yeah. should have, uh, especially if you're coming home from fires, you need actually high quality soap in the showers. Yeah. yeah. Hey, but that, like, that's not on Kylie. So, like, don't take yeah. it out on, you know. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. I, like, mm -hmm. make it. And the community did. Mm -hmm. because they were in their <laughs> i did also like it was Gal was it gallo and carver were fighting in the grocery store when they but, intercom about what there was some guy yogurt they were fighting about gallo's like do we and he's back i can't even remember what it was but carver's like it's like he's explaining why it's so good for him it's organic <laughs> gallo went that's a hoax <laughs> I, but see i'm gallo over here i'm like, like i don't care about organic that's just a reason for you to double the price it was like did they say 85 dollars? i've never seen yogurt in a store that was 85 dollars that'd be a bowl i'm assuming they're talking like a big old bulk package I, right i guess i mean because otherwise the, when they wheeled in the groceries it reminded me of like a sam slash costco type yeah. like so what kind of store it was you know yeah and when they were so when they were called out to go to a fire the community in that grocery store decided to step in and help out and bring them all their goods. So, I mean, they did get rewarded. And this is the thing is you serve the community. The community needs to be involved with you. And so yeah. Kylie making those budget cuts wasn't the be all end all. There's another way yeah. to get them. There's another way to make sure you had the things that you need. And even some small little pieces of respite. Because red vines, yeah, it's not a necessity. <laughs> that should be the first thing to be cut if you don't want it. But it does give you comfort when you're out death-defying situations to come home and just be able to be like oh okay detox yeah and this is your home because you're on for you know long periods of time so i get it i mean it's honestly made me want to go like take a bunch of stuff to like my right? local park i was like oh i need to go like donate some stuff well next week they're proving again how important they are to the community too mm -hmm. it looks like uh it looks like uh truck 81 is on the scene we see stella and carver treating an injury doesn't look like a fire but there's clearly bullets all over the floor. Yeah. And Mouch has to watch as gang members walk in the building. Hey, what? Poor Mouch. Like, what What can you do at that point? I mean, he did radio them. He gave them advance notice so they can find a solution. But 
he had to watch them walk in that building. He couldn't stop them by himself. Yeah. And it looked like someone looked scared, right? Was it Stella that looked like something happens? Like, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, it definitely looked like a Carver's gonna have his first real injury on F fifty one next week, maybe. <laughs> Might, right? I mean, nobody is safe. Saw you, get... <laughs> you no what? I get broken in here like we've got to like injure you like really bad right you know you've made it <laughs> on the show all right so that's i think that's it for a fire so we can lead into pd now mm-hmm. and this was so, you know last week we got our berzek episode mm-hmm. and this week we got a heavy ruzek episode so this was like jeanette's favorite two weeks in the world <laughs> it's been a good two weeks for sure, for sure. <laughs> so it was nice it's to start off with some of our favorite people Yes. And it was like, not even just Adam, like, I, I feel like we really got to see a a little, I mean, we'll talk about as we go in like different pieces, but I think we've seen a little bit of a breakthrough in the Kim situation in that we're finally having her and Adam are having scenes together again. Like in the past, I feel like it had been so much of, they might be in the scene together, but they weren't interacting like at all. And so we're seeing that come back or we're seeing them talk about each other like when cutest scene in the entire world okay with um oh what's kevin's brother's name why can i not think jordan teaching michaela like hockey out there i'm just like and adam's sitting there watching like the proudest (laughs) world loved it but when kevin came up to talk to him kevin you know we mentioned you know where's kim and you could tell adam was like oh do i i don't know if i want to say so Kevin reassured him, like, she's told me, by the way. And just the relief that Adam kind of felt there, like, good, that's progress. Like, I'm glad that she's done that. I I just, I like that we're, we didn't just drop that completely. And like, we're supposed to just assume, okay, she's over here doing her thing. I'm like that we're still, like, it, it's still being brought to our attention that she's working on herself. Her family's supporting her. Her team's supporting her. Like, I thought it was a good scene. And of course... It was that I agree. It was that like I actually felt like a little warm fuzzy build in my chest when I saw him do that. And then of course he's called away on this horrific call where it's another family, and that was so sad. I didn't catch that there were kids in there at first. It was it took me seeing the pictures on the wall when he when Adam reacted weird. I thought, oh no, are the kids? I I kind of thought like a cult because the way yeah. the one guy was holding somebody else's hand. Yeah. So I was really confused what was happening and I didn't notice that the kids were in there. And then I, when I saw the pictures, I thought, oh no, this murder cult did a kid thing. And I thought that's where they were because I forgot what the preview was for last week. Oh, yeah, me too. I was completely like, I didn't know what was going on. So I'm right there with you. In our defense, it's because Adam Ruzek was on the screen. So we were just solely focused on that. I was still thinking about him at hockey practice with sweet little Michaela. So like, I couldn't think really patty it's your fault that we forgot where the story was headed <laughs> that's nothing to do with us mine goes to when i see his face <laughs> so he and how how did he figure out to go because all i saw him do was look at those kids paintings on the wall and then he immediately was like we got to go to the other side there's a meth lab like how how did he make that leap did i miss something I don't think I necessarily knew that there was, I, I don't think, I thought he, they just came on back out of the building, 
and he noticed the newspapers because he made a comment he was like what's this place when they were walking by the place next door no he came out specifically looking next door that's why he came out because he was looking at the wall right there and he wanted to see what was on the other side of the wall they're like or am i thinking there was a vent somewhere or was that in the other building oh there was a vent okay i missed i thought a vent or like something that triggered but that other side that would make sense why he would go over there then either way he figured it out he figured it out how how did that other cop not notice the papers were new well i guess i mean i guess maybe it's supposed to be i mean he's a patrol officer he's probably not built to think quite the way that intelligence is and not to notice things quite the way that they do i mean that's what makes them the intelligence agency they notice things that you know i mean i think that's really what it is you know adam noticed it like no these are from like just a couple days yeah they didn't even look old they looked brand new right the color was still perfect yeah i mean Mm -hmm. i think you would know um and that obviously leads to discovering samantha back on camera more than once yes and now this part i thought adam was a part of that case but i must not be i thought he helped rescue caleb but obviously he didn't because caleb didn't recognize him either i think it's callum right callum Ah, whatever starts with a c Okay. only because i love that name um because <laughs> rescuing callum was just Haley, and then oh, that's right and Voight. And then, um i'm trying to remember exactly yeah i i think i i think he's right i don't think adam if he was there i don't think he was involved with either samantha or or callum in that or even maybe he may not really been in that episode hardly at all because i do remember there was like an episode here and there well, like we would be missing characters just like last mm-hmm. week we were missing okay so like every once in a while they do that so i wonder why did they do but why so, did they do that with adam but maybe maybe they had this already planned out and that was going to be their way to do it like maybe i don't know i mean good writing if you've already planned that far ahead you know but i don't know though this like this whole storyline stresses me out because i think Adam is getting too involved in in what's happening here. I don't even think it's necessarily that he just sees Michaela and Callum, but I think in in some ways he sees Kim and Samantha in just being a single mom and just trying to fight for the kid. And jury's still out on how I feel about Samantha um, because I was with you at first and I was like, no, I think she's in charge of this, I think. Mm -hmm. But by the end of it, I, I don't know. But I also don't think she's as innocent as Adam thinks she is so i'm i'm really confused on this whole thing um but i think adam's going down a dangerous road and i i'm really worried about how this is gonna like play out mm-hmm. i feel like samantha is in it for the money from the meth and i feel like her dad is in it for the profits for his supremacist end of times group yeah. but i did notice like i wish that he would come out like he even gave his real name he obviously didn't say ruzik but he gave his real name and then he gave Michaela's real name. And Kim had a very real and very appropriate, I thought, reaction to that. It was the same reaction I had. Like me and Kim mm-hmm. had a exact same time. I was like, oh, why did you why did you use her name? Like, it's one thing to use your name, especially because it's Adam. There's probably a million Adams in Chicago. Like, that's probably not a huge deal. Which I'm sure there's a lot of Michaela's probably too. But at the same time, like, that's your child. Like even if you had said like mac like even if you called her by her nickname because then that would still open up more possibilities for what you you gave her actual name and it stressed me 
And he did notice like there's a weird dynamic between the father and daughter, but even everyone else was like, yeah, but I thought it was the other way around. And I'm like, no, 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 no. It was, it was, she was scared of him. It was, I just, I don't think if you're that scared of someone, you will come at them as hard as she did when she found out the stuff that was in her son's backpack. Mm-hmm. Like she berated I'm, her dad. Like, I'm not sure what he's doing. Like, it's odd. Like, which I mean, maybe he, I mean, yeah, good job on like noticing that there was something more up with the grandpa because now we understand that he's you know white supremacist and you know this all of that um but he's i don't know god he's getting super involved and i just don't it makes me nervous like adam you're you're better than this like we know that you're better than this like what are you Mm -hmm. doing and even when he went to those series of loyalty tests he was put through and the first one was getting that money back the entire team was running to go on and save him because he wasn't saying the code word like when he yes. gets to that point where he wants something so bad that he'll put himself in those kind of situations, it's scary because that means that you are going to dive in way too deep. And by the time we they pull you out, it is very possibly going to be too late. Yeah. And it, yeah. I mean, if Voight himself is like, we have to go in and we got to save him and he's running at a full sprint to come in, like that's, yeah. you're, you're probably not doing the right thing there. I did like that scene though. Can I go ahead and talk I about knew, it? I knew you were going <laughs> to. When he was like, guys around, I was like, okay, Adam, it's hot. I love it. I love it. Um, I like how he left like, the room and he just handed him the gun. He's like, thanks for the help. And he just saunters out all cool. <laughs> I liked what came after that too. Like I was saying earlier about like him. Like, I swear, like, the last, prior to last week's episode, where we've seen her have her breakdown, it's like Kim and Adam have been obviously parenting together, they've been coexisting together, but there's been no substance to any of their scenes together. And just the little bit of her checking on him, like, are you really okay? Like, and sort of showing concern, I really enjoyed it. And and maybe that this storyline is just a stepping stone to where Adam is going to put himself in some sort of danger and finally we are going to realize what we actually mean to each other like because we notice i mean it tends to be tragedy that makes these two like kind of step up and like admit what they're feeling so i don't know if that's where we're going fine but i mean it's i'm just really stressed i guess because i don't like seeing kim or adam in danger and this is two weeks in a row where i've like had to feel for my two favorite people and we're clearly not done with this. Oh, no. Definitely not. He volunteers to stay under longer. And you can see how unnerved Kim is by his dedication to this particular case because she has to pull him out of it when he's downstairs in their IT room or whatever. And she says to him, let's go get our daughter. And I she, love this. I, knew, I thought of you the moment she said those words. But she uses she doesn't talk to him like that regularly she doesn't say things like you're her dad she's your daughter she doesn't talk like that a whole lot when she does it's almost strategically placed because she knows she's got to pull him back from a brink of something when he needs it yeah and that's what that's what she was doing she was pulling him back from a brink that he's about to step off of so i'm a little nervous obviously grandpa's a big skis bag because he's planning some end of times retribution on anyone who's not white is my assumption based off of the white supremacist tie-in yeah Yeah, it was creepy and weird i don't 
but he expects Adam to now feed him information about his daughter doing anything not like him. Like it just, and the fact when he looked at Adam and said, I feel like you're like me. Like, ooh. Like the opposite. He's the opposite of you. (laughs) His daughter's black. Man, is this guy going to be pissed when he finds it out? Exactly. Exactly. Like, well. That's the other reason I'm worried that he brought up Michaela's name because clearly if this guy ever finds out that Adam has a black kid. Yeah. Like, that's not just bad news for Adam. That's incredibly bad news for Mac. It's dangerous. Yes. He'll have no bones about using her to, and that kid does not need any more of any badness ever. As far as I'm concerned, she said her quota for life. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm surprised I didn't say, like, I'm surprised Kim didn't actually say something to him about that because I like, I can tell you right now as a mama, I think I'd say something like, look, you want to use your real name? That's on you. You got to leave my kid's name out of your mouth. Like you can't bring that into the workplace. This is not, you can't do it. You know, not to someone like, like, I mean, obviously if you're talking to like a victim and you're trying to connect with them, that's one thing, but maybe that's what it is. I think he sees Samantha as a victim in this and not as a perpetrator, which I think she's absolutely a perp here. Like, I mean, maybe it's because of bad luck that she's got mixed in because her father has brought this kind of stuff onto her. Maybe that's the case. But at this point, she's an adult and she's going along with it. You were just as guilty as he is. And she's the one organizing all the drops. She's the one doing all that stuff. That says a high leadership role. So I I agree with you there. I was completely surprised that Kim didn't say anything. I was actually Mm -hmm. waiting for it until the preview came up. Like, wait, what? Where was that scene? And the Dagon preview, the preview looks good. It does. But like when we're going to continue cases, I would rather continue them the next week. Because I'm on this mode and then I've got to try to remember what happened then. Mm -hmm. Maybe they will sprinkle in a little bit of this storyline, just just enough to let us know Adam's still working on it. I hope they at least do that. But I I don't know. I don't think they will because when we were doing the Sean case, they didn't do a lot of that. so i think i mean i'm excited to see Voight in the field because when's the last time we saw like Voight like full out run in the field and be a part of it that way so i'm excited for that it was nice i mean he's in a suit he's in a courtroom he's apparently there's a villain who's the bad guy is blackmailing a juror so i mean i think it'll be interesting but i agree with you like why why do you drag these things out in this way it's not even that you're dragging out from episode to episode which you know you gotta finish a storyline fine finish the storyline but you're dragging it out in a way that we lose focus on the storyline yeah i agree so for sure but it'll be good next week it's usually good i like to see void i miss i miss seeing void in action i agree i feel like he's the one that we haven't seen all season in action yeah so i mean i'm sure just wish it was continuation of this story i agree that's okay so next week will bring us some pretty good episodes and i think i think my disappointments um i was disappointed in the week i don't think we talked about it kelly uh they explained taylor kinney's uh absence by saying he was at all training they made that text message seem way more sinister than it was. 
But I did read an article where I, I've been saying that I bet they have known for longer than we have, but I they didn't have much notice, I guess. So they had to, they had to, the article said they had to do a quick rewrite of a lot of things. So that's probably why it seemed very rushed because it was a little rushed. And that's nobody's fault. I mean, Taylor Kinney said what he said when he could say it. So it's nobody's fault, really. But they did yeah. what they could with the storyline. So I was a little disappointed that that's all that came of it. I would have rather they didn't play off the text message as sinister to end the episode and just been like, hey, still, look at this opportunity. I've got to take it. And yeah. then end the episode without telling us what it is. But they made it seem like it was a big deal. Like a bad yeah. big deal. So disappointed in that. Cried a lot in these shows. Hopefully next week there won't be as many painful because it's like when you cry like that your head hurts absolutely no more tears just give us a week off so i'm looking forward to that i'm looking forward to seeing void in the field i'm looking forward to seeing a little bit more of sean please all the sean all the sean archers we could we could take so much more of him go ahead and give us regular that'd be perfect let's do it let's just let's just make that happen right now let's just start putting his name in all the credits yeah there's bound to be something he can do around the hospital. Let's make it happen. Hey, if Will can do it, then or no, well, Ben, I mean, Will, Ben, Ben, Ben. Agree. <laughs> so there is that. If but Ben no, can it, do it, then Sean can do it. Yes. Maybe he could be a volunteer like Dr. Charles's daughter was. That's yeah. how they made her appear every day. Let's do it. Mm-hmm. I got a game plan. There we go. And if you want to talk more Chicago, you can always join us in our Facebook group, One Chicago Chicago Family Fan Club. Remember, we had that 36-hour spoiler ban, but we have a spoiler post where you can dig into all the stuff that's happening and you'll find us, some of us, and some of us like spoilers, some of us don't. Sometimes things happen that we have to get off our chest. (laughs) So Mm -hmm. you might find us in there, but go ahead and join that group. Talk about the show. Let us know what fun things you hear about the show. Anytime you hear about a filming issue or a new filming location about the show, We want to hear about it. So let us know in the group and you can always check out our Tuesday nights where we will always be bringing you NBC night. All of our one Chicago's Wednesdays is ABC night. We're bringing you Grey's Anatomy station 19 and Sundays. Now you are getting OG 911 plus 911 Lone Star every Sunday night for your listening and viewing pleasure. I'm excited. OG is going to be back as I know all you guys are. I got to get caught up on those shows so I can be on them. Yeah. And on that note, we will see you real soon. Bye, guys. Bye. Loving our content? Subscribe to our YouTube channel. And don't forget to share our podcast with your family and friends. We want to continue the conversation with you. You can find us on Instagram, Twitter, or TikTok under Fan and Family Chats, or one of our ever-growing Facebook groups by searching Family Fan Club. We've also launched a website, FamilyFanClub2021 at Wixsite.com. You can email us there and keep checking it for announcements and merch coming soon. And of course, be sure to tune in every week for new episodes discussing all your favorite shows.